Hey guys, welcome back to the Film Joy Podcast. Today we are talking about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Before we get started, this is a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go do that and then come back and spend some time with us. Then of course, leave us a review or hit us up on social media at Film Joy Podcast. We hope you enjoy So, Suicide Squad, there was a rumor that Margot Robbie was not interested in continuing with the role of Harley Quinn. But Robbie says she intended to take a break from the character for a while, and she realized that she was just overwhelmed from Birds of Prey and the original Suicide Squad. But now, she's ready for some more Harley. Oh, cool. What do you think of that, Tim? Like how would I feel if they killed her off or brought somebody else in well one or just, they can't kill her off she's the only reason people watch the movies that's true um um i don't know i mean okay no not they'd kill off the character what if they what if it was a different actress playing harley quinn um well i'll say this um i can't remember her name but i Margaret really Robbie. liked no I, the girl the girl who voices her from the big, the girl from the the Big Bang Theory, uh, does the voice for Harley Quinn in the cartoon. Really, uh, and I really like, I really like that show. <laughs> so, like, I, I guess that to say, I like, I, I feel like there's is it Kaylee Kuoko Coco Penny from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um, know if I could see her as Harley. I, I don't know either, but like in live just, action, I don't. I, I I don't think I could either. But it's just a. It, I could see Jim Parsons as Harley. <laughs> well, it's just uh, you know that to say, I. I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, but uh, I think it could be done hmm. in a different way. I mean, it's tough. Like when I think of the live action movies, I'm like, she's so perfect. And she's really like carved out like an iconic role for herself. And it would be tough, I think, but uh, we'll get into more into this later. But after this movie, <laughs> I feel like anything goes, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So other in the new, I should, I should have put that last because you know, it's the movie we're doing, but yeah, sorry. I found this as we were, Signing on Tarantino is mm. talking, I, I guess again about doing a star Trek movie. Um, that is kind of obviously more Tarantino esque <laughs> than <laughs> right. who's doing, who was doing star Trek. JJ Abrams. I yes. Think. Lens flare Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he was yeah. talking about doing a star Trek movie. Uh, that's more Tarantino-esque. And right. The thing that interested me 
as always, is uh, the line was he would add more gumshoe detective elements into a, a darker Star Trek take. I just love gumshoe detectives. I like saying gumshoe detective. Gumshoe detective. I also like saying Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Quentin I feel like it's something, Tarantino. I feel like it's something Ron Burgundy says. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, like I said it. Quentin <laughs> Tarantino. <laughs> the astronaut was denied a bank loan. Uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tino made us. My God, I can't even do it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you go. Twelve pussycats attacked Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'd be really interested in that. I think the thing I have in my mind when I read something like that is, did you ever watch The Expanse on Amazon? I have not, no. So, anyway, there's a uh, an extended storyline in that show, which is set in the Kuiper Belt, Asteroid Belt. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of miners. But there's a detective doing, like, dirty back alley, like, film noir detective work in space. Oh, cool. Um, And he's got, like, a fedora. And (laughs) everyone on the belt kind of speaks this, like, Creole kind of, you know, city, Mm -hmm. urban language. Um, It's just really interesting. And I, I, I eat that stuff up. I mean, even Batman, we've talked about. I, I like the detective stories. Yeah. I could care less if he can punch someone to the moon, but <laughs> if he can figure out who murdered Roger Rabbit, I'm, I'm yeah. all for that. Hey, hey, Tim, why What's are there that? so many people? Why are there so many characters in this movie? Because they, uh, they're the Suicide Squad. I don't know. But why, why? so many? Because half of them die? Because none of them died in the first one. People <laughs> thought it was dumb. Yeah. You had a Suicide Squad and two people died, and only one of them got their head blown off. Yeah. So in this one, they needed to pad the story. With twice as many bad guys, yeah, so that they could get rid of half of them right away. Oh, you know what? That's that is. Uh, I have I have some more thoughts about that that I don't want to get into just yet. But yeah, you're right. They probably really did just like like we need to add like tw- twice as many people because James Gunn wants to explode everyone. Well, the thing, uh, my thought as I was watching this is at the very beginning of the movie, the first 30 minutes, 40 minutes, was they're doing a bit. <laughs> yes, like for this sure. Like, this isn't story. This, these aren't story beats. This is a bit. Yeah, this very big, little played into the story. This is a very big joke that they're playing. Right. And it's very clear that they're playing it. And then, boom, half the characters die right yes. away. Yeah, like in the first five minutes, yeah, like Pete Davidson's face gets blown off. It's so yeah, I mean, yeah, Pete Davidson's <laughs> face gets blown off. Nathan Fillion's arms get shot. Jai, Jai Courtney just gets shot. The javelin, oh, like, yeah. looks important and then just dies. Mongol jumps and catches on fire. The weasel, yeah. the weasel is the best. 
he dies right away. <laughs> They're doing an amphibious <laughs> landing out of a helicopter. They jump down into the water yeah. and they say, did anyone find out if Weasel can swim? No, he can't. He dies. It's like mm-hmm. right away, the, the joke. And then 10 characters are dead and they move on. Yeah. And right. then they tell a normal story. <laughs> right, like, right. Well, what about from the that other point team? on? And then they just move on. <laughs> I yeah, like the whole first part of the movie was a bit. Yeah. Yes. So and I, and I think it was probably like studio mandated. I don't even think. Yes. I think mm-hmm. they got so much flack from making a quote Suicide Squad movie where no one died. That oh yeah the studio said you cannot make another suicide squad movie where people like the suicide has to happen. Like this has to be people have to die in these. Right. But they didn't have enough characters in the first one to do that. You can't have five out of six people die. Then you can't tell a story. So they put 12 in this one and kill six of them and you still have six. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I I was holding that back for a long time. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I think it's a good point. And I think it, probably was studio mandated i mean like i've like i did watch some of like the press interviews and james gunn says so many times that uh this is not like a committee made movie this was just a really good experience for him to just go in and do whatever he wanted and they didn't inter studio didn't interfere i feel like maybe that's true but to me it feels like they're like hey you can do whatever you want but you got to do this and do that yeah Make you can sure do whatever happens. you want as long as it includes these things. <laughs> right, right. Like, I feel like, okay, are you going to have Sylvester Stallone voice a shark person that rips a guy in half in a slow motion? Okay, cool. Just make sure you kill Jai Courtney so we can put the DCEU to rest. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just seemed like there was a lot of that happening. Um, and, hey, like... They let him do a lot in this movie, so I mean, I can I can see how just say hey, whatever, let's do it. Yeah, but after the opening forty minutes, I mean, it's just a movie. Yeah, it, it goes into like a well-executed, well-made movie, uh-huh. uh, and I kind of enjoyed it. I yeah. I came into this with such bad or like low expectations that okay. almost anything could have been good because I hated the first movie. Oh, right. And yeah. I'm one of the people that did hate it for the reason I already said. You had six people. You couldn't kill them all. You needed to tell a story and you just kept them all alive. Yeah, yeah. Like they had the one Slipknot or whatever. They had like the throwaway character. They killed him and then they all just kind of... Then it was just Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And ninjas or or something? I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And and you were saying the other day that like you you're just not that into the Suicide Squad in general anyway. I did like this movie though. This did yeah. I, like I found myself after the bit was over yeah. where they killed everyone. <clears throat> which yeah. I I found was fine. I it was fine. I I I call it a bit because I find it implausible that all like these are super villains they're they're B cast yeah, right but they're still super villains and this is just people with guns like <laughs> right yeah they had mongal mongal 
Like I, I don't uh, one Mongol should have killed everyone. I was gonna say like <laughs> I don't even know her character really, but I know Mongol, and he's like he's kind of like a little uh like a little dark side, isn't he? Like he's like a pretty, he fights like, Superman. Yeah, and so right. does Mongol. Yeah. <laughs> She fights Superman, <laughs> and then here she jumps on a helicopter and blows up and burns to death. Yeah, so that's so I, weird. Yeah, they, they had to, like, that's why I say it's a bit. Like, yeah, they could have told the same story with the other half of the cast. They just, it felt like they just like, okay, these are just gonna die just because none of the like comic book points or story elements from any of those characters mattered at all. And it was clear because he was just going to kill them all. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It it doesn't matter that Mongol Mongal has punched Superman so hard. He died uh, because she's just going to die. Yeah. No, I like falling over. I, I know what you mean though. Like, yeah, it was just a, it was just a bit. And you almost, even just from the opening scene or so, like you kind of got the impression that like, you're like, what's, what is this? This feels like a little weird. And then of course, like as soon as Pete Davidson walks into the field, you're like, Oh, they're just all going to die. Uh, and you know, I don't see Idris Elba yet. So I guess that's just the way it goes. Uh, yeah, but it exactly. was, um, also, Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. not di- stop doing movies. <laughs> right. He was, okay. He was awful in this movie. <laughs> For the three lines he had. He had three lines yeah. and I thought he was awful. That's how bad yeah. he was. I feel like it there was. It seems so f- fake. There was a few things that I felt kind of made the pacing or, or, or flow of the movie in general feel a little weird to me. He was definitely one of them. He was awful. Yeah. I, I, I saw what they were going for and I thought it was funny, but I just didn't, uh, it just didn't do anything for me. I thought they wanted it to be funny. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, I think they, yeah. wanted, it to, they I, wanted it to be funny. I saw that they were going for like this sort of like hit, like Pete David, Davidson's humor. And, uh, I mean, I'm just not, a, not that into, um, that. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should find someone who likes him and ask if he was funny. Yeah, like I feel like he's like I'm. Not, I'm just not that big a fan. I don't think he's a, like terrible for any reason. I just I don't I don't. I'm not I just think it. he was he was playing Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he was, and I think playing, a lot of comics do that. I mean, yeah, they do, but you you have an over the top comic book character. Like you can lean into that. <laughs> right. You don't need to be yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There was, I did like there was, there was a little bit of that peppered throughout (laughs) you you did like what I did like the movie. (laughs) I thought that this, maybe this is a good time for just general thoughts. I thought that this movie was so interesting. Um, just let me get, if I can get this out of the way, the visual style of it was just crazy. To me, like it felt a little, there's like this little thread of camp. I know camp isn't necessarily associated with visual style or maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, But like there's this like, it felt like like the beach scene. I was so surprised how like set piece that looked. 
Like there was just a few shots where it was. Just, it, did 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 you? Where feel they're that all way dying? No, yeah. When they're all like in that big battle, it just felt like I'm like. Oh, and I think a lot of it had to do with the lighting. And I I don't know if it was intentional. I do remember James Gunn saying something about like this is he sees this as like a war movie. And I wonder if there's like a throwback to like uh like 1960s 1970s war movies or something. Well, I think it's uh, it's the one movie. What is it? Uh, uh, I know. I'm I'm sure there's a good reference. I just don't. It's. Uh, keep talking. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it was. I felt like there's so many insane, creative, cool apocalypse now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had a lot of the visuals from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, the light and the lighting was just so crazy like the whole movie it was i mean there was a couple of like normally lit scenes but like the lighting was just like this white maybe like the traditional like superhero movie treatment blue tint but like the movie is so colorful but it's also so bright especially that scene where they walk out in the rain i don't yeah, know it's just the, really the inexplicable like blinding rain <laughs> yeah yeah and, like, and there's little there's little bits of that that like big sort of blown out white light all throughout the movie. It's really, it's really interesting, but it's like hyper stylized. So I think it, like everything was super intentional. It was so super. It was, well, I think was it was another yeah. intentional beat after the first suicide squad, mm. which got panned for being so dark. Oh, right. Like visually yeah. dark. Yeah. So they were like, no, we don't want that. Yeah. I mean, they already tried to reshoot it to make the first one Avengers. That's right. Yeah. And now they had a whole new chance. <laughs> yeah. So they said, you know what? Set this on a Caribbean island. The <laughs> brightest thing we can think of. Um, I just in general, though, I felt and I think that I may perhaps made the mistake. And I mentioned this to you earlier. I may have made the mistake of going to the XD, the yeah. Cinemark XD version of the movie. Um, yeah, where they actually I was, burn the image into your eyeballs with lasers. I I was so, I mean, this movie is so intense. Like, there there's so much, like, stylizing of everything. Like, even, like, the little title cards they did, I thought were all really, really cool. Um mm. I, I thought like there's there's just we a have lot differing of, opinions on those title cards. Oh, I just thought like, yeah, it was just it was a creative. I don't know. I, I liked it. But there was a lot happening visually like it or dislike it. Um, yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I, I know you already made the joke uh, off mic, but like I just feel like I've been used to watching movies on my phone and laptop for the last 18 months and then going into this like near IMAX size screen or bigger than normal screen with a 4k projector and whatever else they do with this Cinemark XD stuff. It looks great, but it's man. I just, I feel like I had a headache Hmm. at the end of it. And I, I wanted so bad to just love every single bit of this movie, but I just felt a little like distracted um, as I watched it. Like, I wish I would have, like, I want to say, oh, so good. But I feel like 
I feel like I have to say like, that's eh, probably really awesome. <laughs> like if my uh, eyes didn't hurt at the end, I don't know. Yeah, no, I can see that. Did, did you have a good seat? You were by yourself, weren't you? I was by myself. I sat in the, the red center dead middle. Yeah. Dead middle. Uh, and those nice cushy chairs. I had popcorn and cherry Coke this time. Uh, it was good. Mm, just too much. It was just so much. And I did watch a, I like rewatched a few scenes, uh, before our call. Um, which is a nice aspect of the HBO release. It really is. But yeah, gosh, even just, just for the podcast itself or like, even, even if we weren't recording this, like just catching up with you and talking about it, like I feel like all I would have had to say before is uh, it's my head, my head still hurts. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, you had a, a crazy <laughs> XD experience of all these yeah super crazy James Gunn mm-hmm. uh, visuals. Yeah. So what? Okay. So it's James Gunn. What did, what did you think? Between your comparison earlier, the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, and the Suicide Squad, in terms of quality or like how much I liked it, yeah. Oh. So I know this to be a fact: uh-huh. James Gunn did not have a free hand entirely oh, working really? with this working with Disney. I can tell that I can. I that think just I, don't happen. I Kevin think, Feige is all up in your. No, I slam. Here's what I think about that. Let me before I comment on how I feel comparatively between those two movies. Uh, that was very apparent to me. I was like, okay, this movie looks really cool. He's doing so much that I'm to be Which honest. Which movie? I, uh, the Suicide Squad. I was like, he's doing so much. And I almost had a little, again, it may, it might've been, you know, these are like, you know, we're still in like the COVID days, whatever. I haven't seen any movies in the theater until black widow and now the suicide squad. So I could have just been very well been overwhelmed, but my feeling was it's, I almost had trouble keeping up. Like there's so much, it felt like there was like a little bit of like political commentary in there. It felt like there was, sort of comic book lore commentary and comic book movie commentary. And there is this kind of fun story somewhere in there. And then there's maybe some things that are supposed to lead to something else, but never did, but they looked really awesome. There was just so much happening. Like it was a sweet jam that was just missing beats every now and then. Yeah. Like the thing I liked that I think is cool. I feel like he really pushed it with guardians of the galaxy. Like, it's obviously like I think at least visually and even, you know, with the the amount of heart that's in those movies, I think he sort of like pushed pushed the bill with Disney. But he was clearly unleashed uh a a, a bit more here. And uh yeah. So I just think yeah, I think it's just a good observation and I think it's I noticed it too for sure. Did um, you think do you prefer James Gunn on a leash or James Gunn unleashed? I was really trying to avoid answering that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I can answer it first. If you, if you, <laughs> no, let me say it because now I've built it. I up. mean, you know what I'm going to say? So I think because my brain still hurts, I think I prefer the leash. And I, I never thought I would say that. 
I do too. Yeah, I, I think this th- movie was bananas, and it's so cool, but it's just ah! <laughs> like it, it's it, so much. It's two bananas. Yeah, yeah, it's two bananas. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's got a lot of cool things in it. There were funny moments. the The funniest part of this movie to me was when Amanda Waller is walking through introducing the team. Right. And she says, I can't say it word for word, but she's introducing Peacemaker. Uh, well, no, she introduces Bloodsport first. Right. And says, like, raised by his father to be a killing machine or something like oh, that. Like, like, uh, but it's like uh, four lines mean. long. Yes. And I then she mean. goes over to Peacemaker and she says literally word for the word the exact thing. same thing. And Bloodsport <laughs> Idris Elba goes, are you joking me? That's and and between the two introducing, she's introducing other people and saying they're all selected for their unique skills. Right. That's and the premise is that everybody's got their own set of skills. And he says yeah. word for word the exact same thing she said. About sport. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" He does exactly what I do. <laughs> it's, yeah. I thought that was really funny too. And I think that that that's when I say he's just making fun of all comics. Uh huh. Yeah. Because. All of these characters are the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Bloodsport, you know, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and what was it? Deadshot in the last movie are all exactly the same. <laughs> that yeah. kind of comedy worked. Like James Gunn did that very well. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And I feel like I can see that too in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's that like witty, funny like yeah. kind of thing. And then there are just other moments that are like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it was insane. This, yeah, this is yeah. cool. No, I I, it. It's the visual gags that I feel like didn't land as well for me. I felt like there was, some, I don't know what it was. I don't, and again, I don't know if it was supposed to be, I maybe he was going for a sort of like, uh, like v- very practical, um, sort of like emulating like, uh, yeah, like the old time, like the old war movies. Or something. I don't. I really don't know what it was. There's something felt a little like left of center. Or, well, I feel like off. that dies on the beach. A little bit, yeah. It it smooths out a bit, but maybe I just, yeah. I don't know. I think I need it to felt watch like it, again. It, it, it felt. I'm like two going movies. to watch it again for sure. Yeah, it felt like two movies to me. Like yeah. that, the scene on the beach where Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney, Fila Bjorg, Javelin, Mongal, Blackguard, Weasel. Yeah, they yeah. all die was an inserted scene from an entirely different movie. Mm. Like it was taking itself pretty seriously. It even has like a shell shocked P- PTSD <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah, that leads right. to um, what's his name? Getting his head, getting blown off. Oh, uh, um, we didn't who, even mention him. <laughs> yeah. Who also, we didn't even mention there's so many characters in here, but it just was an inserted from an entirely different movie. And then they move into the actual movie, which is, oh, look, people are coming up the other beach. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Here's the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you're, yeah, it was um, that, but to, to the, your original point or to the, yeah, of, of your question, like with like, what do I prefer or what do we prefer? It's just a, uh, Maybe James Gunn, and I, I want—I I really want to see what he does next. I know he's doing the Peacemaker series, 
but like I think that's just gonna be balls to the wall too. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be that's gonna be bananas. Especially with um, John Cena in it. Yeah. Um oh god. <laughs> is, is, that, is that a reference to his tidy whitey scene? Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they uh I I think what I was thinking with the director and, and like being leashed and un, unleashed mm-hmm. was just I remember hearing about George Lucas like doing Star Wars where oh, yeah. when he was first doing Star Wars he wasn't George Lucas. He was just a weird guy doing a space opera. So the studio hmm. meddled a lot. Oh. Like and right. he got you know, his ideas were still there. Yeah. But they smoothed that crap out. Yeah. And they even replaced and the, the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And the original trilogy was amazing. Like they took yeah. a guy with amazing ideas, great story beats, but was a little rough. And they <laughs> smoothed them out and they got the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And now I see an instance where. James Gunn was plugged into the Disney machine yeah. and he pumped out guardians of the galaxy. That's like awesomely smooth, super fun ride mm-hmm. with still some personality. Like it's still its own thing. Oh yeah, for sure. But then he comes over here. They and say, now, do whatever now, you want. now he's James Gunn. Yeah. And we got the star Wars prequel. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. It's all his own ideas. And everybody was like, this is your project. Yeah. And he said, oh, no, man. I'm doing this. And yeah. now we got, it's okay. <laughs> like, interesting I, I, comparison. It's got a though. lot of yeah. enjoyable things in it. But both of us said, there's like missed beats here, like weird story things that never picked up. What like, are the cute little shifts? Yeah. Like, yeah. really weird. Things happen here, but over like we see awesome gems all over the place. Yeah, like someone just needs to rein this dude in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it just felt out of control. And I and again, I feel like that was his point. I just couldn't. There was so again. There's just so much going on. And to your point, you mentioned you kind of touched on it, touched on it earlier. Um. Guardians of the Galaxy did have character and it had it had some rough edges too like people like it was so well done and it was again like you said smoothed out by Disney and Kevin Feige and but like people you think of the Marvel movies when you think of just Marvel in general you don't think of Chris Pratt making a joke about bringing a black light into his room and it looking like a Jackson Pollock painting yeah, like that's a crass joke. <laughs> like yeah. that's really bad, and that's in a Disney movie. Like and yeah. that, like it, he pushed the bill. It's like he pushed Marvel to be something better, or something more interesting, or something a little bit different. But uh, and I'm just I know I'm just reemphasizing what you're saying, but that's just that's exactly what I thought. Like coming over to DC and they're sort of they don't know what the hell they're doing, and it's like they they're trying this trying a little bit of that maybe that's the point but i don't know i i all that said i'm, I'm gonna watch it again uh like all the way through i just gosh i just had a headache afterwards so it's, <laughs> it's easy to be like what's he doing there were some cool moments do you want to talk about some cool moments yeah yeah what, what was your favorite moment oh man there's a couple 
Um, okay, can I have three? Three yeah. cool ones? Okay. Rank them. Oh, man, that's going to be hard. <laughs> okay, I, I'll just say right off the bat, um, I was so overwhelmed. And so I keep saying that I got to stop. But because of how I felt with my theater experience, despite that, when the when um, Harley Quinn, when Margot Robbie got her action sequence, I was just like laughing hysterically because it was so cool. <laughs> like <laughs> I was so blown away by how beautiful and funny and intense and like severe it was. It was just insane. I, I that's one of the scenes I rewatched when I. Uh, when I uh, had a little bit of time today, um, it was just, I was grinning ear to ear and just like, I, it was so, so cool. Um, and that wasn't the trailer. I, I thought that scene would fall flat for me. Cause I was like, yeah, they probably gave away the coolest looking thing in the movie as they usually do. But yeah, anyway. I mean, they, they gave a, yeah, they give away a lot. Yeah. I got, we got to stop watching trailers. Uh, <laughs> as, as I'm working on trailer reviews, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but uh, what what's another cool thing? Now I I, I didn't make fun of this, uh, but I kind of like uh, whatever. There is a scene where King Shark just reaches up and picks up a guy and rips him in half. <laughs> not I I'm not like dying to see senseless gore in a movie, but I don't know something about it just looked so insane. That it, it, I thought it was cartoonishly violent. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and what's a uh... and you're waiting for it. Yeah. And you know what? There was a there's a third one, but I'm going to save that for a different part of the talk because I think it's a little more symbolic, and I want I want to get your thoughts on it. All right. My favorite. I'll, I'll give you three. I'll give okay. you three. Cool. One that joke in the beginning. With oh, Amanda yeah. Waller introducing the team and saying the exact same <laughs> word for word description for Peacemaker and Bloodsport. Uh, Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. That I wanted the whole movie to be like that. Hmm. Just making fun of comic books because yeah. they're dumb. <laughs> like <laughs> they're right. enjoyably dumb. All the characters are the same. <laughs> like um it it like, I don't know. I, I enjoy them because they're silly escape. Like, it's a silly escape from the world. Yeah, and right. I think a lot of, like, the Marvel and definitely the DC cinematic universe takes itself way too seriously. Mm. Uh, so it was nice to see that. Um, just acknowledging the, these are the same character, oh, just different yeah. names. Like, I, right. I love that so much. So I think <laughs> yeah. that was my favorite spot in the movie. And it was at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I loved that the, the big bad was Starro. <laughs> yeah. I like that because too. I always thought it was just a, a big dumb. It's just silly. <laughs> like yeah. I, it's a, yeah. I guess it's the same thing. It's just a big dumb villain. It's <laughs> giant a giant starfish, starfish that, yeah. takes over worlds it's, yeah, it's right. so dumb like yeah and he looks dumb he's a giant eyeball <laughs> like, hey, 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 like, what you guys doing yeah 
Um, so, and then the third one, I'd have to say, uh, man, 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 especially the visual side of things. There's just a lot to choose from. Uh, yeah, I think. What do I want to say for my third? And I'm not ranking them, I guess. Or I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. My leave yeah. my third favorite is I liked Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man was so good. Yeah. He's he's uh, why don't we have that be a shared uh third for I just thought his the, the special effects, his yeah. personality, his powers were bonkers. I don't even I think that may <laughs> like that that's probably a new new fifty two thing, his powers because they yeah. ramped up everything and made it ridiculous. But yeah. originally his dots were just gadgets, like every dot was a different gadget. He was a Batman, oh, right? He was a Batman villain with a utility belt and different dots. Uh, oh, so okay. Then he comes in here and he has some kind of interdimensional disease that <laughs> right. makes dots appear in him and he has to expel them. Yeah. But whatever they touch disintegrates. I, f- I feel like he yeah. could have solved everything <laughs> <laughs> right. if he just wasn't an idiot. <laughs> right. Oh Those dots disintegrate everything. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I liked Polka Dot Man. I, I thought, thought it was, was it was really funny and really cool too. I thought his his death at the end, spoiler. Yeah. We already said spoiler alert. Uh was so telegraphed. Like you you knew that was coming. Oh right. Yeah. So not well, even I'm like, a superhero. Yeah, not even <laughs> telegraphed to the point of it's a funny thing that happened. Like the timing was wrong. This is one of those instances where I oh. feel like the timing was wrong. Like it was telegraphed, but then it just lingered for a long time. Hmm. And then the giant star stepped on him. <laughs> Plus the effect wasn't very good. I don't know if you've noticed that the stomp effect just wasn't oh. good. I don't know. Maybe they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. But a lot uh, of the stomp effects for Starro weren't very good. Now yeah. that I think about it. I, I, I will say uh, one of my favorite things about Starro is when he finally made it out of uh, Jodenheim, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, uh, he he kind of like got on his feet and then he kind of stumbled around a little bit. But because he's just like five legs, <laughs> he kind of stumbled onto the next one and then just readjust, really like recentered himself. It was kind of funny. Yeah, because he's a starfish. <laughs> I thought I thought that was cool. Final thoughts? Is this your final thought? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think this could be some final thoughts. I again, we talked so much about the visual style, um, and the comic book movie, comic book world commentary. I think one of the things that made me feel like there was some like pokey. Uh, like like po- like James Gunn poking fun at the whole thing, Marvel, DC, whatever, is full disclosure. I don't know if this is a, if it is a comic book reference uh, within DC, but the building that was housing Starro was called Jodenheim. Mm-hmm. 
pretty pretty significantly direct reference to Jodenheim in like I guess the Norse mythology, which is very present in Marvel. It's where Loki's from. Uh, and I just felt like there was like a lot of that stuff. I was so convinced when we saw Taika Waititi. What how do you say that? Taika Waititi. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I was kind of, I was, I almost, now he didn't do it, obviously. So maybe I'm reading into this a little bit. I was dying for him to say, like, oh, we're going to go play with the rats. You want to come? <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> like to, to the Korg voice. There was just so much. It, I feel like he kind of transcended like the whole thing a little bit and poked fun at Marvel, poked fun at what he was doing. And uh, I don't know. Um, he even put like a big kind of almost mute CGI character in there with an overly famous person voicing it. You know, uh, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was cool to see some of the, uh, some of the parallels between guardians and the suicide squad. And I'll say, I'll just put, I'll just, I want to get your thoughts on this. So I'll just use, put through one more reference. Cause I feel like you're not convinced Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Michael Rooker's character, um, his whole thing, and again, he doesn't do very much in the Suicide Squad, but his whole thing is he has this, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he has this little arrow in his pocket that zips around with this little red beam of light. And then in the Suicide Squad, his the majority of his screen time, he's throwing a red bouncy ball in complex directions, bouncing all over his little yard area. I just thought that was a funny reference. Yeah, I mean, he's bullseye. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, like, that he had no purpose or provided no context or anything for the movie, other than to be part of the fodder that you had mentioned uh, for, uh, for them to be able to kill a bunch of people. So I just thought it was funny that he brought in Michael Rooker to have a similar kind of, like, visual thing. I don't know. I just thought it was yeah. an interesting parallel. I mean, other than that being the same actor, I don't know how. Well, the red zigzaggy power. Between that and a racquetball? Yeah. I don't know. No? Okay. No. I don't All right. Know. I'm not Well, it. okay. Well, take 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 some of your some of like the maybe he's right, maybe he's not right mentality and apply it to all of the I mean, I gave you three pretty big uh, or pretty at least at least maybe you'd consider it type of examples. King Shark. No, no, Groot. I'm fine. You thinking that? That's fine. That's fine. yeah. I just I, I feel I don't know. You're just, very entitled to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very entitled to my opinion. Good. Uh, I just Jodenheim's the biggest one. That's the most obvious. Like sticking it to the man to 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 all the mans. Again, he took this job and wrote this movie when he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. So I just, I, I don't know. Coincidence, I think not, but I could be wrong. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was cool. Uh, what else? Oh, last final thought and most important. I was going to save this for, I was going to mention this earlier, but I think it's better now and I'm dying to know what you think. Um, the fight between Flag and Peacemaker. Um. You know, Peacemaker's turning. He's got the alternate directive to make sure none of this leaks out to the press and all that. And Flag is 
through with all this stuff and wants to share it with everybody. So they fight battle to the death and they really emphasize flags death. Um, and also they've also killed off all of the original suicide squad from the first movie, except for Harley, which I just feel like they can't do that. Mm -hmm. And flag was sort of again, minus Harley flags, the last man standing from the old, not just the old universe. I saw him as the stand-in for the DCEU as it was Zack Snyder's vision. And they emphasize the hell out of his death. <laughs> like, you know, like he gains the upper hand and then Peacemaker finds a broken piece of pipe or something and stabs him with it. And then he pushes it in further and it gives you like this look from inside of uh, Colonel Flagg's body piercing straight through his heart. And I just thought that was a, I thought that was sort of symbolic in an interesting way. And that's how I felt about it. I don't know if you felt, oh, he killed the guy or, or not. I'm just, I, maybe I'm reading into some of the symbolism or reading into, in some symbolism. I can't well, speak words. Let me, let what me do you give think? you, let me give you an equally symbolic, just as, mm. just as plausible. I can't wait explanation for the exaggerated heart thing piercing yeah yeah wasn't flag's girlfriend and the entire premise of the first movie mm -hmm. oh he had my to god protect his girlfriend's heart yes and then it gets stabbed at the end yes well the enchantress's heart yes right yeah, i know what yes. you mean yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. they share a heart yeah right and then oh, in this one, he wow. gets his that heart is a stabbed. good. So that's really, yeah, good. sure. There could be backroom fu direction in this. Oh, or my it God. could be some kind of tie to the story of the beginning to the to the first story. That's a really interesting thought. I so, love that. Uh, you know, I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there could be lots of things going on here. If, it could. You, I. Get the sense, and you you can tell me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but you view this entire movie as James Gunn giving the finger to Marvel. <laughs> and well, I just don't see the whole movie through that lens. I think that there's mm. plenty of it in there, but I don't think it's all right. that. I, like, I'm, yeah. I don't think... I'm sure it affected him greatly. He didn't want to get fired. Well, yeah. you know what? People get fired. It's Hollywood. Like, yeah. Well, he said in an whatever. interview, it saved his life getting the Suicide Squad movie. I mean, and that's fine, but I don't then think he wrote the entire movie to like screw you, Marvel. No, like, absolutely. I I just think I, I'm not. I, I'm especially glad because Marvel is Disney. That's half the movies that will ever be made in the future. Like, you don't give the <laughs> finger to Disney. Yeah. Well, or at least yeah. at least you don't make it so blatant as your entire movie is. Right. Right. Forget no. what you guys are doing. Like everything I'm, you guys are doing is dumb, and I'm gonna make a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna make a movie monument. No, I, I I am glad you put it that way because that's not exactly. I don't think it's all James Gunn sticking it to to Marvel. I think it's more like I think like you said. I think there's an element of it in there. I also think there's 
him sort of taking this sort of like meta approach to the whole industry. Um, again, like sort of mixing some of the terminology, changing the spelling or whatever to like be able to co- use Marvel words and stuff. That's just, it, they're just like subtle details and I don't know what they all mean, but like, uh, I think I see a little bit of a, I, th- I see a nice portion of the movie being those things. I see a little bit, little bit of the movie being some executive fu to the DCEU, and I'm fine with that. Whatever, like, it's like them saying this is the nail in the coffin. This is where this is where it dies. And maybe there's all of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was, and I also think fired, James Gunn just wanted to make a cool movie. He was fired from Guardians too, but he's still the writer for three. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, and I think he's directing three. Yeah, I think so, they rehired I mean, him. Yeah, I I just I don't see as much. I don't know. I, maybe there is. I don't think it's all. No, I don't think it's all that. I don't even think it's half that. I think there's like, like ten percent of like maybe some of the motivation behind some of the decisions was like, this is all a bunch of bullshit, and I'm just gonna like do whatever I want. Like I don't. Well, I'm I, glad, I I'm think glad that you that, explained it. Yeah, I, I yes, I think that that. I think when I saw all of that, I saw it as more general. All of this is dumb. That's how. That's exactly what I'm saying. Unless it's, it's very what meta, you guys like, Marvel is doing is dumb, because the things that he pointed out the most I see in the DC, yeah, universe, which uh, is yeah. that they take themselves so seriously. Definitely, like the DC. <laughs> yeah, like, those it, movies are like. Greek tragedies. We, yeah, yeah, we are like everything. We are Zack Snyder movies. Like, I, if, <laughs> right. Like, if he's fighting against anything, it's Zack Snyder superhero movies. Like, well, that's an interesting thing to, but yeah, I don't think he's directing all of his, all of it, what he's saying at Marvel. I just think maybe there's a little bit of that because he's coming off of that of getting fired. And maybe part of that is just motivating him to take these sort of like meta type of uh, cues in his writing and, and what he's doing visually and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, yeah. Uh, my I, final I thought. Yeah, that, it's my. F- that's kind of. I mean, yeah. That's what about you? Any, anything else? I guess it? that's kind of my final thought too. I mean, I, the the final thought is I really like this movie. Cool. That's I'd awesome. say, well, I'd say it, like I said earlier, it's on the fair side of good or on the good side of fair. Yeah. Like it's got, it's like not a great percent mo- on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's got a, what a 91% on uh Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, but I feel like I'm just hearing mixed reviews anyway. Sorry. I not, not in my tomatoes. <laughs> uh, so I like the movie fair side of good, good side of fair. Yeah. Not the best movie, not even the best superhero movie. As far as superhero movies, I mean, there are so many now. I'd probably, it's probably like 10th. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they're not superheroes. That's true. They're villains, yeah. I I would rather watch all the villains in Marvel. <laughs> oh, really? Team up. Which I, I like guess all the is villains what, suck on, in the Marvel movies. I guess that's what Loki is. Yeah, no. It's I don't want to watch getting to watch Loki. I was going to say I don't want to watch any of the Marvel villains. I just want to watch twenty episodes or twenty seasons of Loki. 
that's true. Well, yeah. Loki <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Thanos or uh, no, not Thanos. Grandmaster. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. There, there's some some goofy things going on. A- anyone yeah. in Teka Waititi stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to I think. Yeah, I wonder. So, I wonder what uh, they're gonna do. Are they gonna make more things with James Gunn? I mean, they're already doing Peacemaker. I think they will. I mean, they they have their guy. Yeah. For this. Yeah, and I mean, like maybe a, maybe just a, like a half final thought, just in general about DC. I think it's kind of cool. I I meant to mention this at the beginning. When I went to the movies, um, I saw the Batman trailer for the first time on the big screen. I don't know when they started showing that. Uh, hmm. But it, man, it just looks really cool. And I know like there's like controversy around things with it. But I just think it's really awesome that they have, they their universe is just not cohesive. It's just as I don't. They keep they've they've tried a couple times, and it just didn't work out. But they had a. I, I enjoyed the Joker movie. I know not everybody did. Um, but you like Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I I I liked it. I think this Batman movie looks really cool. Suicide Squad. I'd like to watch it again to really see how I feel because I was just so visually overwhelmed uh, with the experience. Uh, like it's it, it's cool. I'm glad it exists. That it exists, I guess, is what I'm leading up to. And even some of the offbeat stuff, like Birds of Prey, was fun to watch. I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool that there's like a loosely connected universe, and there's also like Elseworld stories, and there's no real. They're just kind of doing whatever. Yeah, it's not even super clear that the Suicide Squad is a continuation of Suicide Squad. Right. If anything, they're severing those ties aggressively. I mean, they don't even like. Yeah. It's really if if they did a Suicide Squad and Flag is back, and so is Deadshot. Like, I, oh, it'd yeah. be like, what is going on? Who knows? Who cares? Who That's, cares? As long as it's fun and funny, and or not even fun. Well, I guess the Suicide Squad should be funny now. I don't know. Yeah. Or or not. I did watch an animated Suicide Squad right after I watched. Oh, good call. Uh, Which one was it? Hell to pay. Yeah, they're trying to get trying the get to... out of get out of hell free card. <laughs> it's like Justice League Dark meets the Suicide Squad. Um, Zooms in it. Actually, you would you would actually really like this if you haven't seen it. Is it on HBO? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's is on this your new? HBO account? No, twenty eighteen. Oh, I almost I'm, said that was new because I don't know what year it is. I don't know if I've seen this one. You should watch it. Oh, wait. Oh, Tara Strong is Harley Quinn. I think I guess she's uh, and uh, she's Harley Quinn in all the DC EU move or cartoon stuff things. <laughs> um, DC animated universe, the best version of all DC things. <laughs> I, I was going to say I, I only know who Tara Strong is because of My Little Pony. Yeah. Next uh, podcast, we are doing Free Guy. Free Guy. Free Guy. I'm pumped guy. for that. I need, I need like a flick, and I need Ryan Reynolds to make me laugh. And it's with his pretty eyes. The last two weeks, the trailers have changed, 
and more has been included and then included things I've never seen before. And I'm actually really mad now because why I do they do they've, that? They've because it's been in it's been delayed for two years. I guess uh, they have to keep people interested. That's fair. But that's at this point, I think that they've crossed mm. that line where I've seen too much. So mm. now I was really excited until like last week when I saw this trailer with buff free guy. Like there's a an avatar of him that's buff <sighs> and has like super muscles, which they hadn't shown in any trailer. And now I've seen it and I can't I know it's coming. And they're going to talk about something and it's going to build up to it. I know it's coming and then it's going to come and I know how it's going to end. So now I'm kind of just like, I don't even know if I want to see it anymore, but I've already committed. <laughs> right. I uh, know. So. I, I've been, I've been like cackling at the trailers for a year and a half. And then we, we watched the other, the one the other day together. And it was, I was just like, I've just seen all these scenes like 30 times. I know. I don't know. So I'm I'm kind of gearing up for a letdown. Mm. You never know. Maybe it'll still be fun. Taika Waititi's in it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed spending a little time with us. And if you want more information about our podcast, you can visit us at filmjoypodcast.com as well as at FilmJoyPodcast on social media. And if you're up for it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or drop us a line, FilmJoyPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, Godspeed, and take care. Take care.